Amen. Grab a seat. Happy Easter. Let's thank Izzy and the gang up here. What a great way to start off this morning. We do need to thank Don and Noreen. Glenn highlighted it, but systems have crashed this morning. They've been working up to the last minute to make sure what you can see on the screen. So let's thank Don and Noreen for their hard work. Well, welcome to church this morning. I am so glad that you have decided to spend some time with us this morning. Let me tell you a little story. Uh, A boy visiting his grandparents opened the big family Bible that he found in the living room. He was fascinated as he fingered through the old pages. Suddenly, something fell out. He picked it up and he found that it was an old leaf that had been pressed flat between the pages. Mom, look what I found, he called out. The mother asked, what have you got there, dear? With astonishment in his voice, the boy answered, I think it's Adam's underwear. (laughs) All right, some of you will get that at lunch. That's good. Let's get serious just for a minute now. I don't know about you, but you might be dreaming or you've started to travel again. I know it was quite a shift for me two years ago to to not be on an airplane on a regular basis. For some of you, you might not even know what travel really is anymore. When we travel... Our, our plant is falling apart. When we travel... <laughs> When we travel by air, we often cram as much as possible into that piece of carry-on luggage. While it, it may save us some time, and it saves us the frustration of checking and retrieving our baggage at the airport, that carry-on bag always slows us down. It slows us down because we, we cram it full. And and with that luggage in tow, we can't move around as quickly or as freely as we would like in the airport. And let's be honest, it's often difficult to place it in the overhead bin. Yes, you know those people. I'm usually talking about you under my breath. And certainly in the airport when we sit down to eat or we use the bathroom or maybe we wander through the airport, it's difficult because we have to hold on to that carry-on baggage. The, the problem with carry-on baggage is that they restrict our freedom and they hamper our progress. They're really a burden. But it occurs to me that we would be used to extra weight for you and I carry around a whole bunch of extra baggage most days of our life. Just like people did in Jesus' day. All day long, people met, Jesus met people with burdens. Jesus had just finished preaching this amazing and challenging sermon on the mountain. He laid it out to people what he was actually going to be like. Listen to this story from Matthew 8. Just listen. Today you won't see it on the screen. Just listen to the words. Remember, anytime we open up God's Word, it shows us something about who God is and something about who we are. 
Here's Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. Jesus came down the mountainside. There was large crowds that were following Him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before Him and said these words, Lord, if You're willing, Lord, if You're willing, You, Jesus, can make me clean. Jesus reached out His hand and touched the man. I am willing, Jesus said. Be clean. Immediately, uh, he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to him. Verse 5, When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him and asked for help. Lord, my servant lies at home paralyzed. He's suffering terribly. Jesus said to the centurion, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I don't deserve to have you under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one to go and he goes. And I say to the other one, come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in all of Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west. They'll take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Listen to these words in verse 13. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go. Go. Let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. When Jesus came into Peter's house, verse 14, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, Many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. You see, the interesting thing, even on Easter Sunday, is we all have three things. And we're just going to unpack that today. The very first one is we all have something. That makes us sick. You see, a a leper was a leper for life. There was no hope for recovery. Lepers literally died one inch at a time, and it could take up to nine long, painful years to die. On top of that, on top of that death that you could see, the Jews considered lepers outcasts. They were disgraced. They were set apart, not only because the disease was very contagious, but also because leprosy was thought to be tied to sin in a person's life. Lepers were considered unclean. To touch a leper was to break the law. The Jews believed that one must, in fact, be at least 18 inches away. Didn't that feel like that at COVID? There was no end for that leper. 
But still this, this burdened, this leper came boldly to Jesus pleading, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus healed him. Jesus healed him by touching him. You see, Jesus always touches the sick, even when no one else will accept us. Jesus communicated tenderness, acceptance, and love. Jesus sent him to the local priest to have his healing verified and his social standing restored. Jesus wanted that man to be whole again, to be complete, to fit once again. He wanted this man to have total restoration. Jesus' primary concern is always about our wholeness. Not just the physical healing of a person. He wanted to give this man a new start, just like Jesus wants to do that for you today. For Jesus, healing was equated with wholeness. This whole scene would have stunned the Jews. But Jesus was making a bold statement, and he's making that statement for us today. No one is ever too sick, too unclean, to be touched by Jesus. This includes you and me. His touch always pours forth healing. Nothing that you have ever done or ever will do can bar you from the touch of Jesus. So, think back to that carry-on luggage. What are you carrying around because of your sin? What are you ashamed of? What do you have guilt of? What do you need forgiveness and love? Maybe you're thinking you're out of the range and touch of Jesus. Do you fear Jesus' rejection? Let me tell you this this morning. No one is ever too unclean to be touched by Jesus. The, The second thing. We all have something that burdens us. Do you remember back in the verses that we read, there was that part about the centurion? The centurion was a Gentile officer in the Roman army. He had four strikes against him. First, to a Jew, Romans were the enemy. Second, a Gentile, a non-Jew, was merely someone on the outside. And if that wasn't bad enough, the third thing, the soldier was asking on behalf of a slave who was considered really low. Slaves to the Jew were no more than pieces of property and treated as such. Fourth, the slave wasn't even present before Jesus. But still Jesus came Uh, Still the soldier came to Jesus and stated, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus responded to him, Go, it will be done just as you believed it would. And at that very moment, the servant was healed. Friends, this too would have shocked the Jews. Jesus was destroying every boundary, breaking down every wall. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, or where you're from. It doesn't matter if others reject you. It doesn't matter if you feel like you can't get close to Jesus. It doesn't matter how far away you are or how distant you feel. A burden is always a weight. Something that you just can't get rid of. It's the thing you walked in with today.
The thing that keeps you up at night. Friends, no burden is too big for Jesus. No one is out of the reach of Jesus. Do you ever feel like you're beyond His reach? Ever feel out of touch with Jesus? Ever wonder if you are even important enough for Jesus to take time for you? You see, belief, belief in Jesus is the key that unlocks the storeroom of Jesus' healing power. Just ask Jesus, say the word, and a healing word from Jesus will reach you. Psalm 55 verse 22 says this, Cast all your cares on the Lord. Doesn't say cast some of your cares. Cast the ones you think are most important. Cast all your cares on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Alright, let's add another thing into our carry-on bag. The third thing, we all have something that brings fear to our life. Do you remember Peter's mother-in-law? She was burdened. She was bedridden because of her high fever. This woman never asked for healing, but Jesus had compassion and touched her hand and the fever left her. See, nothing's too crazy for Jesus. It seems like a normal story until we recognize that Jesus touched and healed a woman. See, in Jewish society of that day, women were never considered important. They were basically powerless. But Jesus didn't buy into that exclusive message. Jesus can't stand sickness and brokenness no matter who it is. Jesus can't hold back His heart in the face of burdens. Have you ever felt like you've been left out? Like you've been excluded? Do you feel unacceptable because of your sex or your status, your job, your family situation, your social standing, your lack of talent, your age, your disability, or your handicap? Jesus always accepts what the world rejects. He doesn't need a crowd to bring forth His healing power. He doesn't even need our asking. Sometimes Jesus just shows up, takes away our burden, heals and restores us. While Jesus spent time with His friends in Peter's house, the word about Him spread to the whole town. So when evening approached, a needy group outside of the home gathered. It says this, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. You know what that represented? The nameless, the faceless flocked to Jesus. Even the really messed up people, the demon-possessed came to him. And it says that he drove out spirits with a word and healed all their sick. In the next chapter, in in Matthew chapter 9, we see a similar theme continuing where it says, Wherever he went, he healed people of every sort of disease and illness. See, Jesus felt great pity on the crowds that came because their problems were so great that they had no clue where to go for help. They're like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus on the cross bore their pain and their sorrow in his heart. Perhaps you felt ignored. That no one really knows who you are. 
You feel all alone that no one actually cares for you. That no one understands you. No one understands your situation. You're convinced that no one would miss you if you weren't here. Your problems are so great that you just don't know where to go for the healing process. Your carry-on bag is way too full. It's too heavy to bear. Surely, Jesus is way too busy with really important people to bother with me. Certainly, Jesus can't deal with everyone. Friends, there's healing and wholeness to all who believe. No one is nameless or faceless to Jesus. So what are you carrying today? What are your needs and your burdens? Do you feel unclean? Has your past cut you off from Jesus? Have you been rejected by others and are now convinced that no one loves you? You feel unaccepted. You're an outsider. You're distant from Jesus. You're excluded from His attention and help. You feel inferior because of your perceived status in life. You maybe feel unworthy or unimportant. Maybe you're even thinking, I'm too ill to be healed. Or perhaps it's your loved ones who are hurting. Maybe you're overwhelmed by guilt and shame. Maybe you're simply unable to come to Jesus. Perhaps your carry-on bag, your burden is too heavy for you to travel. Or is it your broken heart, your handicap, your pride that holds you back? Friends, do you want to be healed and restored? Do you believe? Have you stood at the cross and gazed at it? Maybe you're wondering how the sight of the cross could relieve one's sin and shame and guilt. When you look at the cross, the beauty is you can feel innocent. You can feel free. You can be thankful and so full of joy that the tears begin to flow. You see, your burdens are lifted at Calvary. The cross has the final word. Sorrow may come in the darkest night, but the cross has the final word. There's nothing stronger, nothing higher. There's nothing greater than the name of Jesus. All honor and power. All glory to the name of Jesus. The cross has the final word. Evil may put up its strongest fight, but the cross has the final word. Matthew pointed out, in fact, that the purpose of Jesus is to carry away our burdens. The author Matthew was reflecting on Jesus' ministry and the thought of the prophet's description of a suffering servant. Matthew quoted from Isaiah 53 where it says he took up our infirmities and carried our sickness, our burdens, our disease. Isaiah was pointing to Jesus. Jesus came to carry your burdens. Zechariah 3 verse 8 and 9 says this, Listen, high priest Joshua, you and your associates seated before you who are men who are men symbolic of things to come. I'm going to bring you a servant, the branch. See the stone that I've set in front of you. 
There are seven eyes on that stone, and I will engrave an inscription on it, says the Lord Almighty, and I, God, will remove the sin, the brokenness of this land. Friends, we know the Easter story. We know what death looked like on Good Friday. We know that they laid him in a tomb and they put this huge rock in front of it. There was no hope. Do you remember the women that saw the tomb? They just wanted to do what they thought needed to be done with Jesus' body. In Mark 16, verse 3, we see this. A woman, as she goes to the tomb, says this, Who... Who will roll away the stone from for us from the entrance of the tomb? Friends, you might be asking the same thing. Who will take away that something that makes me sick? That something that burdens me? That something that brings fear to my life? You see, Easter is all about that stone being rolled away. It happened thousands of years ago and Jesus is still in the business of rolling stones away today. Jesus carried and buried our burdens far away. They are gone forever. And still today, Jesus is the carrier and He is the one who carries our burdens. More than just a purpose or coming to earth, This is who Jesus is. It's His very nature. It's His desires. He takes and carries our burdens away. He restores lepers. He heals outcasts. He deals with centurions. He deals with outsiders. He deals with the nameless and the faceless. Jesus has no preference. Race, Social status, wealth, talent, none of that matters to Him. Jesus does not discriminate when it comes to compassion and healing. There is no weight for Him that is too great to bear. Jesus is more than able to take away our infirmities and carry our diseases. To bear our sins, our burdens, our illnesses and carry them away to the cross. Friends, Come to the cross. Be released from your burdens. He will put on you new clothes. It's what the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 61. I sing for joy in God. I explode in praise from the depths of my soul. He dressed me up in a suit of salvation. He outfitted me in a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom who puts on a tuxedo a tuxedo, and a bride, a jeweled tiara. Paul picked up that same theme later on in Scripture where he said this in Galatians 3, verse 27. And all who have been united with Christ, all who have been united with Christ put on new clothes. And then Paul continued that theme in 2 Corinthians 5.17 where he said, anyone who is joined to Christ is a new beginning. The old is gone, the new has come. Do you want to be relieved of your burden? Do you want to put on new clothes? Do you want to be new and renewed? Are you tired of that carry-on bag, your burdens? 
What is keeping you from Jesus? No one had greater obstacles than the leper. No one had greater obstacles than the centurion. No one had greater obstacles than Peter's mother-in-law or even the crowd. But Jesus lifted their burdens. At the cross, Jesus took up our infirmities and carried our diseases, and by His wounds we are healed. Your burdens can be lifted at Calvary. So come, turn your eyes upon Jesus and stand beneath the cross. The next few weeks here at Daybreak, we're actually going to keep looking at Jesus. We're going to look at at Jesus as our healer next week. In a couple weeks, we're going to look at Jesus, our provider. And then we're going to look at Jesus as our king. But today... You need to ask yourself a really simple question as you walk through Easter. Maybe the, the, the question that you need to just simply answer is this, that, you know, Matt, I already have a friendship with Jesus. And I'm going to commit to grow closer to Him this year. For some of you, maybe that's where you're at. The, the second group of people is... A group that goes, I'm beginning. I'm beginning to have a relationship with Jesus. I want to learn more. I need to learn more. Or maybe you're in the third group of people that simply, I'm considering what Jesus did on the cross. There's questions I'd like to have answered. I know here at Daybreak, this community that celebrates the, we don't fit. We're not perfect. We have deficiencies. Certainly would love to journey with you as we walk to keep our eyes fixed on the author and perfecter of our faith, the one who died for our sins. If you have those questions, please do not hesitate to talk to someone. Let me pray. God, if I said anything that wasn't of you, take it from my friends' minds. If you used me in a small way to encourage my friends, make it about the Holy Spirit that prompts, guides, and leads. Thank you for the reminder in three simple stories that you're a God who actually can heal us when we cry out, God, I'm unclean, please heal me. Lord, if you're willing, for some of us today, that needs to be our prayer. Lord, if you're willing, would you heal me? And for some of us, God, we're, we're like the centurion. We're representing our family or our friends and we're saying there's someone who's really sick at home. God, can you, can you pay attention to them? For some of us, we're like the mother-in-law in Peter's home who you just stepped in without us even asking. Lord, because of the cross, We're able to actually see a God who can save. Thank you for saving us. We ask all this in your name. Amen.